What's up, players, skaters, and everyone else in between? This is Enforcer, and I'm with... Serial Killer! And this is a primarily roller derby-based podcast, where this month we actually have a friend we're going to be interviewing. Do you guys have any guests? Today we are here with the fearless leader on and off the track, roller derby expert, Prim Reaper! Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Yay! So, Prim, for those for that that don't know you, we're going to ask what's your name, pronouns, and the current league that you skate for. Definitely. So, my real name is Emily Primer. My derby name is a spin off of my last name, Primer. So, my derby name is Prim Reaper. I use she, her pronouns, and I currently skate with Yellow Jacket Roller Derby at the Georgia Institute of Technology in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, so through your derby career, how long have you been skating? And can you maybe give us a quick little summary of all the cool things you've maybe done? Yeah, definitely. So like the two of y'all, I started skating when I was a wee little girl, um, probably when I was like 11 or 12 years old back in 2012, which is seems like ages ago. It's been a decade of derby so far. Um, basically, as a kid, I just spent a lot of time at my local skating rink. It was like five minutes away from my house. And then I remember being a sixth grader and I saw my fellow sixth grade friend post that she just got done with derby practice at the rink and I was like whoa that's so cool I already spent all my time there anyway I may as well play roller derby so I joined and I never looked back that's super awesome awesome. so I know you've played for a few different leagues Mm -hmm. because I don't know if you know but I originally met you on one of your way former leagues Yes, I can talk about those. Yes, you should give us a quick (laughs) explanation. Yes, Yes. so I first met Serial Killer when I played for the Sirens of Savannah, which is a part of JRDA's co-ed division. Um, I played with them for most of my derby career in juniors, um, and we actually went to the 2018 JRDA Champs, which is so much fun. That was one of my best experiences with roller derby. Um, the Sirens also had like a, a female division called the Chicks Ahoy, so I skated with them for a while. Um, and then in 2018, I transferred to Raleigh Junior Rollers in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is another co-ed division team. And then when I skated for them, I also skated with Carolina Crush, which was a JRDA female division team. And both of those, Raleigh and Carolina Crush, were slated to go to the 2020 JRDA champs, but then hashtag COVID ruined it. And I was really sad. Of course. (laughs) So I was very interested about Yellow Jacket Roller Derby. I saw, I saw, so we all follow each other on social media and I saw that you had been uh, skating with a team at your college. And I know that collegiate roller derby is not really a big thing, but you guys are doing really cool things down there. And we just wanted to ask, how did that get started? What was the spark of inspiration for that to happen? And what's your association with Yellow Jacket Roller Derby? Yeah, definitely. I could like talk your head off about why JRD <laughs> for days. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, we're a collegiate roller derby team, <clears throat> like I said, at the Georgia Institute of Technology, which is a college in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't actually found the team, um, uh, a skater named Juliana Stovall from Savannah, Georgia, which is my hometown. Um, She founded it in 2017, just kind of as a league for college students to be able to play roller derby. 
Um, our official mission statement is to provide a welcoming environment and inclusive community for members to learn to play and appreciate flat track roller derby while promoting physical strength and fitness. So um, our club is just really awesome, I think, for college students to have this opportunity to, you know, go to school during the day and be students, but then mm -hmm. at night we, you know, get all our aggression out with each other and have fun. Yes. It's really yeah. great for college students. I love it. I, yeah. I can, I can, I can already see the benefit, like just with the benefits that personally I have gotten, even with it not being a college club or sport team, I can see like that really helping a lot of very young adults in their lives, you know? Definitely. And I'm sure you guys have witnessed too, like a lot of times for people who play roller derby, it's their first team sport. And so mm -hmm. I think it's great for these college students to have the opportunity to play a team sport in college and feel like they're part of a community. Exactly. Right. That's awesome. That is. So you guys are a club, right? We are. I can talk more about like our club activities too, if you'd like. Uh, sure. yeah. I mean, you totally can. Yeah. I, I guess one of that clarification of like, what is your college, I guess, uh, what is that connection your college and your sport is it primarily just a club thing or are they giving you any support at all yeah is so there we, any idea of that <laughs> yes georgia tech helps us tremendously um we are a club under their competitive sports office at um our campus recreation center and we get so much support like it's so wonderful being a club at a college because we get funding we get um you know students rallying behind us because we're part of the college um and i don't know we're just able to do so many different things like uh, reserve spaces on campus to have practices so we practice mm -hmm. on campus we can reserve space on campus to have like parties and stuff it's just amazing and and we have a yearly budget that we submit where we can um, get our WIFTA insurance covered by our college, all of our oh, space rentals oh, covered wow. by our college. It's really like amazing. We could submit bills for pretty much anything to get, you know, gear covered. So we have a huge stockpile of maybe 30 complete sets of gear for um, like interested skaters that was all covered by our college. So like it didn't come That's crazy. a single penny like of ours. It's amazing. That's wow. insane. That is yeah, amazing. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> What is the the student backing been like? So uh, I know like you go to a college football game, everybody's super hyped mm -hmm. about it. Everybody's super supportive. They're hyped yeah. about this game the whole week. Um, are you guys getting that type of, I guess, love student love? Yeah. <laughs> love. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because Georgia Tech for a really long time had like a really bad football team so like we would joke that we were actually a roller derby school and not a football school that's but, funny yeah that is hilarious. they've been getting a little bit better but um uh yeah no the students love us and we have a huge campus presence because we're constantly tabling on campus we have events all the time and fundraisers so people definitely know who we are we get you know shouts shout outs on meme accounts and uh just so much stuff and we're really involved with I would say the LGBTQ community on campus too um mm -hmm. we get a lot of support from the campus orgs and um yeah like I said meme accounts I don't know I think we have a great <laughs> on campus it's really fun that's awesome are you hoping that other colleges will see this sort of upbringing to a club of roller derby at college do you see this do you see this 
branching off to co- to college or have you seen this branching off to colleges around that area definitely so there's like only a few collegiate teams in the united states there's one in like arizona state i think Mm -hmm. uh, uva has a team of course atlanta georgia Um, we have two teams here we have one at georgia state university and one at georgia tech which is where i go um i would love to see more college teams like that'd be amazing um you know i think that would just propel the sport into a different dimension of like spectatorship and fanship mm-hmm. would be awesome i would love I to see that happen. i remember when i was younger like it was like freshman year of high school and mm-hmm. they always want to like talk to you your advisors and yeah mm-hmm. see where you're going with your life mm-hmm. and my advisor found out that i played roller derby and she was like so is there any route for this like is there college <laughs> teams like what's going on here and at the time there was like nothing yeah so it's really awesome that in what that's six years we've mm-hmm. been able to pop up at least what a handful of of these leagues it sounds like nothing but it, it's really something yeah mm-hmm. if I was yeah. able to go back you know and tell that advisor yeah there actually are college teams maybe she would have been a little more supportive I mean when I was applying to college I like fully made my decision for Georgia Tech it was between UGA and Georgia Tech and I was like well Georgia Tech has a roller derby team and it's in Atlanta (laughs) where Atlanta roller derby is I think my decision's made for me that's awesome I think a lot of us like when I was looking at colleges I was even like okay what's a close roller derby team to me like if I were to go actually to out of state who would I go to you know Exactly. Does it have a good roller derby team in the right. city? <laughs> That's a, it's a game changer, man. I don't know. It really is. It really yeah. is. <laughs> it might, yeah, it might make it or break it. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> For sure. Uh, <laughs> so um, I was blessed to be able to play against yourself and your brother. <laughs> Yeah. Um, which is super awesome. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that. It's it's I think it's like a cool connection to be able to play with a is he an older sibling? Yes, he is. Cool. And as well as him being not a female in roller derby. So I want to know that connection if there was any like <laughs> I don't know, protector instincts there. <laughs> Yeah, um, so just to introduce my brother, his name is Justin Primer, and we he also has his derby name based off of like our last name. So his derby name is Princess. Um, and here. Yes, and uh, he, so when I played for the Sirens, we didn't always used to be co-ed. And then after a while, we decided to become co-ed and that's when my brother joined. Um, he's three years older than me. He's my older brother. And yes, he is a man. So um, it was very interesting having him being on the team with me. And personally, I loved it. I think it brought us closer together as siblings. Um, it got my dad like really involved in both of our lives because, you know, our, my dad was the one driving us to tournaments. And so <laughs> Justin and I got to like travel all over the United States together. We met serial killer in Texas for the first time, I think. Yeah, so that yeah. Was awesome. Great experience and and yeah I think he really made me appreciate like co-ed roller derby because um I think there's often like debate whether roller derby yeah in junior should yeah. be co-ed and then I look at people like my brother who I don't know where he would be without roller derby and right so I love mm-hmm. that he got to do it and I want other you know young boys to grow up doing it and playing it alongside girls and you know us all just having a good time yeah there's sure. such a connection there 
I I was briefly playing co-ed roller derby because my I mean my team the Chickwhips we were playing co-ed roller derby like yeah. we were playing the sirens like, and stuff, but we co-ed. yeah we didn't have any guys on our team mm-hmm. um, and we slowly kind of moved into that we got a few guys and it's just such a connection that you have with these guys and I think there's like a big stigma around it being like controversial or if men are weird about it or whatever Mm -hmm. but all I've ever had from those guys are like love like they are so supportive of you and Mm -hmm. they want you to be better and they're like big brothers like that was the most community I've ever had I think in roller Mm -hmm. was when we had guys Mm -hmm. on the team um so I totally agree I I couldn't agree more like I just want you know, and YJRD at Georgia Tech is co-ed too. And I hope it stays that way because I mean, the guys that we have on our team are amazing and I love them. And, you know, there's exceptions, of course, there's always going to be some, you know, exceptions to the rule, but I love having them on the team. I think they make it so fun. And I think in your first podcast, uh, serial killer mentions like it there is some you know satisfaction to hitting down like a, a <laughs> too, you know <laughs> yeah that was probably uh that was probably where I met Prim no I'm kidding your brother <laughs> no I'm kidding but no yeah it was it's I love it well like we want we want everybody to play this sport like this sport is like we've said before and we've emphasized this so much is like roller derby is such an amazing sport why not you know let everybody have the chance to experience it you know yeah Yeah, exactly and like mrda already exists so like there's Mm -hmm. men playing roller derby there's space for them so Mm -hmm. exactly um emma is your team co-ed too yeah um well okay it's kind of up in the air right now we're we're accepting we're accepting men or whoever identifies as men um into our league to practice but with wifta and how the rule set goes you know they're not allowed to play competitively with us. But when I was on juniors, I played co-ed my entire, well, no, I didn't. Oh my gosh. What the heck? Um, I played co-ed for a majority of my junior career. <laughs> and then I, I shortly for about two years played with Shelby on the chick whips for female division team. Yeah. I remember. Of... It's where you guys met, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, so. You I guys know each like, other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was such a fun tournament, by the way. And that venue <laughs> loved it. So yeah, nice. me too. I love it. That venue's so nice. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've, I, I love co-ed roller derby, female division, any type of roller derby. Like it doesn't, you know, roller derby is roller derby and it's amazing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I do want to say too, like, I love the women empowerment side of roller derbies and I think they're, For sure. I hope that's always preserved, you know, regardless, but mm-hmm. yeah. A brief break from our conversation with Prim Reaper, we ask that you follow our social medias. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at the Track Talk Podcast. You can even find us on YouTube, Track Talk, a roller derby podcast, or even Twitter, the Track Talk. Back to the episode. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this debate like often comes up in my college club too. And like I'm always the strongest advocate for keeping it co-ed, you know, like there's just so many benefits. And I think like we talked about earlier, like why keep the sport from growing and you know reaching more and more Mm -hmm. people yes like it's already it's already pretty much an underground like anytime I talk to people about it at school or wherever they're like oh I like or like I work in a retirement home and a lot of them grew up watching it and then they're like oh that's still a thing like you know like why 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 keep it why keep it away from bigger crowds and more involvement so 
I think all three of us have like a different perspective too because we grew up playing co-ed roller derby so right it's like, you know sure. we're yeah. probably a little biased but it's so yeah, much right fun. yeah that's a so good point. uh so a fun little tidbit, I don't know if you guys yeah. know this, but WFDDA, after they relaunched their ranking system and everything, they originally were looking at making a co-ed division, an mm-hmm. open division, if you will. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys knew that, no. but that means, so for you, Prem, you guys mm-hmm. could possibly play under the co-ed division as a co-ed league. Ooh, that's awesome. So that is, That'd be this was a, this was a conversation this last year that they had, they were pioneering or they were kind of building up a trial. So different co-ed leagues were coming together and they were putting their statistics in and they were having like games and just seeing how it would go. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then COVID happened and it ruined everything, you know, as it does. (laughs) And (laughs) so they're kind of trying to rebuild just WFTDA in general before they reassess the situation. But Mm -hmm. that could be maybe really cool. And yeah, that would be awesome. Think of I have some emails if you wanna if you want them. <laughs> yeah, hand them my way. <laughs> That'd be so, really yeah. Something that could to open up to, that could open up a lot mm-hmm. of opportunity if they if they follow through with it and reassess that whole idea. I think it would be set up just like JRDA. There's an open division. There's a female division. Whatever you know. Yeah, that's that's I another like reason I'm trying to. That's why I'm trying to get this co-ed league going man if there's a yeah. co-ed division i'm trying to hop on it I don't and know. Play YGRD. we'll play you guys <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's funny yeah um so prem i know that you've been through some difficulty with injury in your past uh-huh. do you want to kind of explain what was going on with that and then I can give you some follow-up questions yeah definitely I've had two and like I d- absolutely don't mind talking about injuries they happen in sports and like it's just part of my career um mm-hmm. I don't like look back on them with any sort of like shame or anything um right I help it you know they were accidents. yeah it happens um so I've had two sort of major injuries in my derby career the first one was in 2018 when I tore my posterior cruciate ligament in my knee Um, That was actually the year that the Sirens went to champs. So I actually went to champs without my PCL and I skated without it. And I got surgery after champs. That was very interesting. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was crazy. Um, And then in 2021, I tore a ligament in my foot called my Liz Frank ligament. um, And that just kind of sucked because I couldn't skate for a couple months. And I, I remember going to like so many different doctors too. And they're like, Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. And then when right. I finally got an MRI, it was like, Oh, I'm not fine. But so that was frustrating. And I can talk about that later too. So, you know, how did you really persevere through it? What kept you going? Was it just the motivation of somewhere sometime skating again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say like the two injuries were totally different experiences because in 2018, when I tore my PCL, I was injured, but I kept skating, which I probably don't recommend um, oh. you know, for your for your body. Um, and it, and like after I got surgery, though, I mean, man, those were like dark times. Like with both injuries, it's like so defeating to like not be able to play the sport that you love and watch people have fun doing it while you're kind of like on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so dark, and I 
for my second injury with my foot, I went to therapy for it because it was just like so tough. And I remember my therapist like talking to me and saying like, well, this makes sense because, you know, when roller derby is so much of your identity and now you don't have it anymore, like where are you And so I was like, oh, that like makes so much sense because it was like roller derby is so entrenched in my life. And so when I'm not able to like do it, no wonder why I'm like so sad, you know? Man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's that gotta be, be tough you know I've, yeah, never, I've never in my whole and knock on wood I don't ever want it to happen anytime soon but I've never had to deal with that sort of it's sort of it's grief like you're you're grieving the sport that you love you know definitely definitely it is grief and it's so 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 sad but I don't know I'm always the type of person that tries to find light in the situation so I think there's like you know definitely ways you can keep going and like Shelby said like persevere and so like I just got involved in other ways for my most recent injury as part of YJRD I just stepped up as like a bench coach for them and Mm -hmm. like I coached a lot more practices you know you can NSO while you're injured find support groups and then I think a big thing for you when you're injured too is just to find other things that you love as sad as it is when it's not roller derby but there are other things out there that can make you happy while you're recovering yeah I think I've not really been injured terribly. Uh-huh. I uh, The extent of my injuries are I've sprained my MCL in my knee. Mm-hmm. So another knee injury, of course. Yeah. It's pretty common in our sport. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> but with that, that was right before I was going to 2018 champs. And mm-hmm. um, another bad thing that you probably shouldn't do was I actually, actually uh, cut therapy to go to champs. Oh, yeah. Physical therapy. So it was like I had like three or two weeks left or something of physical therapy, but it was like right when I was going to nationals. Yeah. So we, I didn't go. The things you do for champs. <laughs> you yeah. can't decide on that, man. You I know. I would. I would do the same thing. Yeah. To yeah. Have that experience. For sure. It was not a good, not a good thing, probably. But yeah, but that like, was that was yeah. pretty much the extent. Uh, I, yeah, I was terrible to not be able to skate. I was super nervous because I, the first time I skated on my knee was at nationals mm-hmm. after I injured it. I didn't have a practice before at all. Yeah. Um, so I was really spooked to get back into it. And I was so scared. Like I've worn a knee brace since, and it's been like forever. I just kind of after COVID, moved into having something lighter on my knee nothing like mm-hmm. too bulky but I was wearing like the full bulky ass knee brace That's like it was, yeah. it was like because I was scared you know I was like scared yeah. I was gonna break it again because yeah. when I was at nationals I ended up falling down you know probably because I didn't do my therapy of three weeks left no I'm kidding but uh <laughs> it was probably God's way of telling me that I should have went no I'm kidding but um <laughs> I fell down and I heard it again and it really scared me. Like I was like really shaken up because I thought I had re messed my whole knee up and stuff. So what is your, what was your return to game game plan? Just kind of like hearing your story too. I do just want to like point out that we don't like talk about some of these things enough, like two things. I think first being that when we get injured in roller derby, like I feel like we feel so much pressure to like Mm -hmm. still do whatever you can to skate with your team. And that's, 
honestly very harmful to our bodies but when like you know 2018 champs is coming up and your roster is already kind of short and they really need you you know to be Mm -hmm. there like we just feel all this pressure to skate when our bodies obligation yeah yes exactly so I think that's a little bit toxic and in this sport and I'm sure it happens in many sports but I think that Uh pressures people to come back too early after they're recovering from injuries you know before they're ready um because I certainly felt that pressure and that's, I did the same thing as you where I skated at champs when I fully didn't have anything like a ligament connecting my thigh to my yeah. shin, you know, like that should not yeah. happen. No, yeah. But, um, and then the other thing is, yeah, like when you're injured and you keep playing roller derby, it's that like constant plaguing fear that like, okay, every time I fall, there's a chance that I'm going to like re-injure myself. And for a long time too, I wore a brace for years and I finally kind of stepped out of it, but it was just like my safety crutch, you know, I was like, yeah, my peace of mind, you know, at least I have a brace on my knee, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel returning back to gameplay? Was there any nerves? I guess you kind of answered it. Oh yeah. But... In 2018, like after I had a major surgery, I was super scared, like coming back into like gameplay. Cause I was, you know, afraid I was going to re-injure myself, especially because I think I did come back too early before I was done with physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2021, I think I did let myself feel heal fully and man, it was just the best feeling ever to take the track again. You know, I love it. It's like nothing compares to the feeling you get playing roller derby. I'm sure y'all both know that. Yeah, for sure. It's incredible. Happy place. Yeah. Happy place. Happy place. Okay, so the next thing we have is I, we kind of, me and Shelby, we did our, a little bit of research because we want to, in case we're missing anything, we want to ask everything we can. And one thing that came up is your YouTube channel, or I've actually, I'm not going to lie, I've seen these before because we're always, you know, as roller derby athletes, we're always looking for new drills and skills to learn that we don't know before. And your YouTube channel came up, Jam Packed Roller Derby. And Shelby and I just wanted to ask about, so what's, what's that all about? You know, like, what is, what is your goal with the channel? How, how did it start up? Like, what was your, you know, I always use this, what was your spark of inspiration for getting it, getting it going? Yeah, so I created that channel in 2020 in the pandemic because, I don't know, I just, I wasn't ready for roller derby to you know go away like I still wanted to like hold on to whatever I could and Mm -hmm. I remember like at the time everyone in in Derby Hill was saying Derby is dead and I was like no it is not did y'all see those like did you hear people saying Derby's dead back then I think it was all it was all not good (laughs) yeah it was a mess and I was like no 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 Derby is not dead and so I started up my channel and like honestly there's a couple different reasons for it I think one, it's just like you guys, I'm sure I just have derby constantly running through my head. I have ideas like on ideas on ideas. And I was like, I need some sort of creative way for me to channel all of this. And mm-hmm. so I decided to make a YouTube channel. And then number two is just like, we're still, you know, a growing sport in this field of roller derby videos, podcasts, whatever, like it's just not saturated yet. So I was like, well, this is like a perfect opportunity to like, yeah make some content for people and have this sport grow and and reach you know a wider audience so I think that's probably similar to y'all's mission for sure yeah I I think during COVID was kind of when Emma and I started it might have been a little bit before that but when Emma and I kind of started making videos 
like mm-hmm. on our personal Instagrams, like reels and stuff. Yeah. I don't totally know when my first one was, but I feel like it was definitely during COVID was when I was really posting things yeah. just mm-hmm. because like, there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, exactly. Might as well make something. Literally. Right. <laughs> Keep your like, mind, uh, keep your mind busy while keep, keep myself on. occupied. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like right after. Uh, I know what it was actually. My junior team was having like personal drill time, so we were taking time out of the week to get in a Zoom call and kind of practice things. Mm-hmm. And they told us to each create a <clears throat> video of drills where we could share it on our little Facebook group and then everybody could go through those little footwork things or whatever. So I made a video for them of like drills or footwork that I wanted to work on and Mm -hmm. I posted it and it got a lot of pretty good feedback. And so I kept posting little footwork videos and stuff which yeah, I, I slack on you know it's yeah. like a creative way to like express your love for derby and people can benefit mm-hmm. from it and it's so cute mm-hmm. I love it mm-hmm. I think like the cool I, this is another thing about roller derby that's so cool in like the social media aspect or just like drills sharing and skill sharing is like there's never a thing called like stealing I guess you could say so when you when you create a drill or you see a drill online and you do it, you're not like stealing from that person. We're all sharing and borrowing these skills and benefiting off each other. I think that's like the coolest thing ever. There's never any there's never any animosity towards another person because they're like, oh, what the heck? They stole our skill. Because there's no there's there's no there's no way to be like oh, you guys stole that from us. Well, it's bound to happen. You know what I mean? Like they see it and they're like, oh, that's really good. Let's try that. You know, like that's the coolest thing ever. I roller derby is so interesting too, going to like the social media side of things because I don't see like whenever I was in high school, whenever I was with friends, they never had sports pages for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody in roller derby has got a sports page for themselves, yes. which I think is cool. Like, we're so proud of what we do yeah we want to post it we want to share it mm-hmm. and all of that stuff um I just think it's really Aww. awesome I love that I've never thought about that before that's so true and it's we do have a lot of pride in our sport because it's so cool I love it hell yeah, it. It's, hell awesome. yeah. it's a cool sport like I I don't think I've ever had anybody I don't know about you guys but um whenever I've told people I play it they're never like oh what the heck or that's weird it's always like, oh, that's really cool. Or I don't really know much about that. Please tell me more, you know? Yeah. It's super cool. It is. We talked a lot about you being in college, mm-hmm. right? Playing a college <laughs> league, kind of. What are your plans when you leave college? What are you going to go and play? <laughs> oh, God. Ideas? <laughs> yeah, so... Also, I forgot to mention, I don't know, maybe this is important, but I'm also the president of Yellow Jacket Roller Derby. I don't think I mentioned that, but that is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. We have a full executive board with a president, internal vice president, executive vice president, or no. Okay, we have a full board with a president, internal vice president, external vice president, finance chair, um, public relations chair, and a safety chair. So it's very organized and I love my group of executive officers they are amazing and um yeah we are the hard work behind YGRD that puts on events and all that and I love being president um so with that said I am 
so sad that I have to leave this team in two years after I graduate. Oh, it is so no. I literally wish I could just stay here forever, but I can't. So no. I guess my future in roller derby, if I stay in Atlanta, um, I'll obviously play, keep playing with Atlanta roller derby. Um, mm-hmm. If I move, I will definitely be looking for a city with a good roller derby team. <laughs> yeah, yep. For sure. Like, it kind of depends gosh. on where I can get a job after college and wherever my life takes me, but I definitely will be keeping in mind some of the top cities. I would love to play roller derby in Melbourne, Australia. I'm just saying. Oh, oh roller derby that's a flip. And live in Australia. Yeah. That would be amazing. That'd be awesome. We all know where Emma wants to go play. Okay. We- Emma's really passionate about her place of Let me hear her it. destination. I want to go to Portland, Oregon, and I would love to play for Rose City. That's like my biggest. Yeah, I, they're they they're are so developed. It's crazy. Yes, it. that's that, exactly that. It's not even like they're a good team. Yeah, we all know that. They're incredible. But like their league, they're, they're organized. It's so good. Yeah. Also, don't they like pay like some of their like don't they pay their social media manager? Like I just think it's so yeah, crazy. It's crazy. I'm like, what? I could I could literally talk about this because so they were doing okay, this is we can talk about this because this is incredible. I think a lot of leagues I think a lot of leagues could really benefit from this. I'm giving them like promotion right now. <laughs> so so we promote them every time. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Rose City was doing these like webinars basically. And their developmental manager and like their executive director, all their background people, they would do these Zoom meetings like once every Wednesday, I think it was. And I feel like they might still be doing them. I don't know. But I joined those a couple of times and each each Wednesday they would talk about a specific thing that goes into their league and that really benefits them. Basically resources that people can use to benefit their league. And so I was like, this is really cool. This is like probably one of the most well-developed leagues in the u.s yeah over definitely. like 400 plus volunteer not volunteers but people people involved members, in their league yeah. literally have a staff of like i think it's nine that are getting paid and then, yeah and, then, and their space like their space insane. is beautiful oh, their like, venue is beautiful they have like five home teams it's crazy mm-hmm. So yeah, they had these these webinars that you could join. I they're posting them on YouTube. I I highly recommend anybody that's listening, you guys, to go listen to them because really good. There's one about the ones that I recently um joined was about grants and donors, and that one was really helpful for people that are getting grants or wanting to get grants, um, because those can be very tedious. And um, yeah, I. That is an incredible, incredible league, and I think I think any roller derby league can be just like that with the right with the right people and the right, right. dedication to it. Yeah, so much respect. It's really, really good for them for sure. Going into kind of people to watch and people to admire. Do you, um, Prim? Do you have any idols? I guess sports idols. It can be any sort of idols. It doesn't have to cater to just roller derby. Um, yeah, I definitely do have like roller derby idols specifically, and they're actually both from Rose City, of course, because uh... they're so good. Um, I'd say my jamming goals is definitely Lauren Much. I just think she's like Ugh. 
so awesome. Like she's so, so cool. Strong. Yes. She just jams so quick. And like, I love watching her play. She's just absolutely amazing. And like freaking sponsored by Red Bull. Like that is yeah, right? she's just such an official athlete. It's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Like when I want to show people what roller derby is, I pull up Lauren Much's page because mm-hmm. how can you not respect the athleticism that goes into exactly. like, her? She's awesome. Amazing. She tries so hard. It's cool. Yeah, I know. I have so much respect. And I, I'd love to play against her one day, honestly. Yes. Now, blocker goals. I don't know if y'all know who Gallifrey is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But man, Gallif- I'm just yeah, in love with their like style of blocking too. And I, I love it. Incredible. It's awesome. Um, yeah, in my own like derby community, um, I really love Baller Shot Collar, um, mm-hmm. formerly skated for Atlanta Roller Derby, and now she actually coaches Yellow Jacket mm-hmm. Roller Derby. She is so, so cool. awesome. She's like a sports coach for UGA football. Like, I just can't. She's so awesome. She's so kind. <laughs> so much. She's Team USA. Like, I just, I love her. I worship the ground that she stands on. She's so awesome. Uh, our our local league actually, back in, goodness, 2019, I think it was, we had her come and do a clinic and she was really cool. She was really awesome. She's so humble. She's so funny. I love her. Like, she's really just a great coach. She's really nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So one of my, this is kind of off topic, but one of my personal idols, and I don't know if you prim know who this is mm-hmm. um but emma mine is hopeless that was on our team yes oh my god she's like one of my out. biggest inspiration yeah shout out to her so if you don't know who that is prim uh-huh. or if you guys don't know who that is she had been playing for the chick whips for a really long time she was actually uh if you know who bashing baby doll is yeah and uh yeah and she, that's her little sister like little little sister and she's gone through multiple surgeries and procedures because her insides they just didn't for short they didn't grow Mm -hmm. um as fast as her body did so she was Mm kind of shrunk and they had to stretch her insides out and she had like something crazy like five organs removed Mm -hmm. um including her uh what is it what is it that insulins you your pancreas yeah your pancreas she had her pancreas <laughs> removed which she actually is not reliant on insulin um which is like mind-blowing that's mm-hmm. like impossible uh anyway she's just like a really inspirational person anytime that I was like struggling or I was tired on the track I'd be like well I don't have it as bad as she does man and yeah. she's still pushing through yeah so she's just a wonderful skater too like every every time I would go to practice and she would be there I'm like oh my goodness you're incredible she now plays for Des Moines Derby Brats and she's doing incredible things as a junior skater or adult as a junior skater yes I last time I talked to her I think she was gonna age out soon I'm pretty sure she's a senior this year so she might be yeah I love that she's awesome she's incredible she is awesome. That's awesome. So we don't totally have, we don't really have any mm-hmm. other questions on here, but maybe if you have anything you want to ask us, you can ask Ooh. away. Yeah. I don't know if you have any, have anything oh, in there. The table how did you guys in. feel about, um, how did you feel about kind of aging out in COVID? Oh. You know, like, did you feel like you got kind of stripped of your, the last bits of your junior career like what are your thoughts on it 
I mean, I definitely feel a little bit gypped. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know. How old are you, Prem? Like, when did you graduate? I graduated high school in 2020. So, like, okay, yeah. So, yeah, we're on the same page then. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, that Carolina game was the last tournament in games I got to yeah, play. Yeah, March Madness. Yes, same. It it totally could have been. I think it actually was the game we played. Yeah, was that the we final game in that tournament? Yeah, that was, <laughs> all three of us? No way. That was the final, that was the final game, yeah. Because I remember well, being like, oh, goodness, we're playing Carolina Crush. Like, they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was my final game I got to play and as a junior. And I didn't even know it was going to be my final game as a junior, which is really. Wow. Look, we've come full circle. We're like a full circle <laughs> moment right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how do y'all think like Wifteda leagues compared to your junior career? What do you oh, think? Goodness. So far? Oh goodness! Oh no! <laughs> if this is tea, you don't have to spill it. You don't. No, no I mean, it's, it's okay. Not... We don't really care. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't not... care. I'll spill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shelby, Shelby is unfiltered, which we love. Um, yeah. Mine. Okay. I don't know. This is tough. Is it underwhelming you... or? It's yeah. It's it's overwhelming at the moment actually so I'm I'm slightly underwhelmed (laughs) yeah well I guess I think I'm I think I'm more like the workload so like I'm a board member for Mm -hmm. our adult league oh right 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 now we're in the process of literally recruitment starts in like a week or two yeah Um, and so it's a little overwhelming because I myself have never recruited like I don't I've never been on an adult league yet I've Mm -hmm. been a part of it. Like I was a junior involved with the adult league, like volunteering at games and whatnot. And then I've been surrounded by them because at one point we were sort of attached, but now we're we're like separate uh, nonprofits. But so it's a little overwhelming just because we're getting things started after a two-year hiatus. And it's, it's a little crazy because a lot of people that were involved two years ago aren't really involved anymore. Yeah. But they're, they're still there for help, but they're not really there it's 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 difficult and we have completely new board members so it's kind of mm-hmm. I mean the help is there like they're, they're they're that's the nice thing about roller derby is everybody is super super um wise and they've been in especially the skaters for the league that I skateboard they've been mm-hmm. in it for a while and so they know what they're doing and they've been very helpful but as literally a skater that or a junior skater I guess you could say that hasn't ever recruited or been a part of an adult league it's a little overwhelming but yeah. it is definitely di- different than juniors. I remember going to my first ever adult like practice. I was like, oh my goodness, this is way different. We're not getting yeah. anything done. They're, like we don't have we don't have the um, the privilege of having coaches. Like juniors, you always have a coach. Yeah. because you are literally children. You know, yeah. like you can't you can't do that on your own. And so it's different. It, it definitely is. I think that the only reason that I say that I'm slightly under or I don't know, not disappointed, but not really, I don't really know the word for it, but is because I came from junior roller derby, which I think is such a community. We kind of mm-hmm. already talked about this, mm-hmm. co-ed roller derby. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the people are so freaking nice and happy and helpful and, and all of that. And I just feel like going into the adult league, everybody is associated with one another, but there's not that like connection that I'm looking for. And I don't really know... I don't I don't really know if there's like a way to fix it I think it's just the community 
is way different. And I think I Emma and I with adult leagues, like, yeah, I, I feel that. I think Emma and I've kind of briefly spoken. I don't know if it was on the last podcast or just in general Mm -hmm. about how it just feels like they have a whole different mindset, at least the leagues that we're on, Mm -hmm. um, where sometimes, or at least on my league, they're just kind of there to hang out and then go drink beer after. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like, so, which is like cool, but not really. No, I'm going to say like, that's not really, I don't, I don't, I don't know. At a competitive level, if you're a higher level adult league, you know, like you're shooting to go to chance, you know what I mean? Right. Okay. We can, you don't need, like, if you're serious about it, you know, we don't need to be drinking liquor, (laughs) (laughs) which is, there's nothing against it. You can drink your alcohol, but it doesn't have to be every single. Yeah. After practice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I got to, I, yeah. The one thing that I am excited for and this can go back to your brother, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. So he's playing for Team Florida, right? Yeah, Am he's I on making the that up? roster, yes. <laughs> well, I'm trying out for Team Kansas, so I might see Ooh. him at a tournament, man. Yay. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's something that's really awesome, I think. I like that. Yeah. Being able to compete as a state, which is really mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it helps, though, too, that, that that's – that's higher level, you know, everybody that's trying out for it is obviously more. Oh, it's so different. How do you, how do you, how do you say just like so different? Yeah. They're, they know what they want. They're just more competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They know what they want. They're so different. Like I going to these tryouts and stuff, everybody's so serious. People are happy, but they're not super jokey all the time like making mm-hmm. inappropriate jokes and everything and stuff it's just so serious they yeah. know what they want they want to be on this team it's not just to hang out yeah mm-hmm. I mean it's such a like I think shock like aging up out of juniors and going into your adult leagues you know like you're yeah. not only are you like the youngest one of the youngest oh. in the league like it's just a different like community like you said like different vibes different structure different practices like it's completely different and I don't know if that's because a lot of adult leagues have been around longer than junior leagues like that's just been instilled in their like foundations of being an adult roller derby league mm-hmm. like the league here in town that I skate for, they've been around for, God, almost 20 years now, I bet. Oh, wow. And so, or, I don't even, it's probably close to 20. I'm rounding up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they, like, that's, they've been around forever. And so that, that community or that, the way that they are is the way that it's been. Yeah. And, right. And I've actually, I've actually talked to a skater. She was talking about when they had to change their name. They were from. They went from no coast derby girls to no coast roller derby to yeah. Um, uh, abide by WIFTA's uh, gender inclusive statement, and so um, she was saying how that was really hard because she was so attached to that name. So I think it's. I think a lot of these older adult skaters that have been in the game for so long, just as long as we have as junior skaters, that they're 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 really attached to the way that it's been. So it's really hard for them to sort of be like, oh, roller derby's evolving, like it's changing. And we have to sort of adapt to these changes with how they come. Yeah. So I, I just, I think it's, I think it's, it's an attachment thing. I think it's really, it's hard to sort of change it, but I think it's possible. Like I, I can already see sort of um, changes in the way that 
our adult league right now has been since I became a board member. And it's like getting fresh new blood in, getting new people involved is really helpful. It's really, really helpful to changing it. I think um, that was like a big shock to me aging up was as soon as I aged up, I was in charge of our practice committee. Yeah. So I was like the head chair of everybody that was going to be teaching the team things. Yeah. And it was just weird. I'm, I'm like 19 years old. I am mm-hmm. in charge of a bunch of older women. Mm-hmm. Some of them were previous coaches when I was a junior, like I'm coaching my coaches. <laughs> and yeah. one of them was my sixth grade teacher. Like I was like, <laughs> coaching, coaching my sixth grade teacher. So it's just like, it was like a weird, like dynamic. I, I don't yeah. know. Like I'm in charge of you people now. <laughs> I don't really get it. Yeah. I'm a little confused. Yeah, that's one thing too about aging up is that like in juniors, you could just show up to practice and like mm-hmm. you just practice. But now like in adults, if you're on a board, if you're like, you know, on the executive council, like, I don't know, you can't just show up. Like you have responsibilities, you have duties and like, yep. uh, it's it's crazy. It is, it is difficult, but that's something that our junior league or has done and it's really benefited. And I don't know how you could really play this into an adult league because- it's just, it's different. And our junior league has done a lot of like parent outreach. So a lot of parents are involved. Oh my gosh, you need that. Yeah. Yes. For the longest time, the junior league that I skated for, it was always by the skaters, for the skaters. The mm-hmm. adult skaters would come in and help. It worked for a little bit until junior derby became a really big phenomenon. Like 20, 2014, 2013, 2015, when it, when it really got, um, really got popular um they didn't take it as seriously and so we were really held back a lot of the times and then we started playing other teams like our first ever tournament uh we went to des moines and oh, we gosh. it was dcm was that was there. my first ever tournament oh my gosh like, I, uh, those teams are wait, so hard i'm pretty sure sirens of savannah were there too yeah no um, we were there that tournament was rough like dcm yeah. was so good they were so good. And so like we came into that tournament like unranked and we weren't ready for it. And it was it was a very rude awake- awakening and then it it took us a long it took No Coast Junior Derby a very long time to become what it is. And I'm so proud of where we are now. And that it just goes to show that like you need the most support from parents, from outside um perspectives, like people people that are willing to help a nonprofit, it goes a long way. I think one of the most inspirational things that that was really the turning point in my roller derby career. And I think the chick whips was we went to a fall brawl and played Des Moines and they, you know, completely destroyed us. It was absolutely awful. You know, it hurt really bad. We cried, whatever, you know, the whole ordeal. We all know the feeling. Um, and we were invited to their practice the next day. Okay. And at that time we were kind of playing the same teams. We were just trying to, play the leagues that were around Kansas, you know, the surrounding Mm -hmm. states, nothing too crazy, not really going to tournaments, not branching out. And their coach came up to us and kind of grouped us together and was like, this is the deal. You guys right now are playing teams in a fishbowl and you guys know you're the, like the predator, you know, you're going to beat these teams. You know that you're good at beating them. You've beat them before you're playing the same five five teams there's no point in that but there's a whole ocean out there and you guys are not the predator yeah there are a lot better teams out there you guys need to branch out 
and actually get some experience if you want to be a good team. And it was like really, yeah, it was really like not like I don't know. It was it was like eye opening, yeah, eye opening, yeah. I don't know how to say it. It it may have came across kind of mean, but it's the truth, though. You know? It was the truth. We were yeah. playing the same five teams every year winning and we're like yeah we're badass but we, we weren't we weren't we are the shit. <laughs> yeah we are the shit but we were not so yeah. I don't really know that no, was super like, eye-opening sirens didn't play DCM multiple times we like would not have had the growth that we had like playing those hard teams and like losing to them but getting better every time you play them like that's that's Man. true growth Be- being yeah. able to lose, that is the most important thing in any sport, having the pride to lose. Yes. And being that. able to look at that, being able to look at it and be like, okay, I lost. That's that's all right. You can't be a sore mm-hmm. loser about it. No. But mm-hmm. knowing that you need to be mad about it. Yeah. And, and, and that's controversial. That is so yeah. controversial, y'all. People say you can't be mad when you lose. You can't be mad when you lose. You lost. Oh, well, you should be mad when you lose. You need that fire. You need the motivation. This is, I can get a little heated about it, man. Every time, every time I do something that I don't think was well, I'm not mad at myself about it, but I know I need to improve. So if I lose a game, I know I need to improve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that. And I think that's, I just wanted to say too, like, before we wrap up, like the like three of us, I do have to like commend, you know, both of you guys, um, serial killer enforcer, uh, because like without people like you guys that are wanting to make the sport better, like you guys literally made a podcast for it. Like I respect that so much. And like I I just think that without people like you, like the growth would just be so much more stagnant in roller derby. And so I'm really mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I appreciate the work that you guys are doing to like like this is what we need and people like you that are on like exec councils and like you know moving your team forward like it's beautiful I love it and I'm I think a lot of it is aged up juniors doing the work and the heavy lifting so I'm proud of us yeah yeah yay well that's pretty much yeah no for real we work our booties off yeah I we all should like the hustle y'all it's all about the hustle we hustle (laughs) for our for our achievements for real well that's pretty much all we've got so thanks for listening and thanks thanks thank you for thank you for joining us prim thank you so much for having me yeah you you guys are really really awesome and so much you're awesome (laughs) we think you're cool (laughs) anyways bye i guess (laughs) yes i'll talk to y'all later thank you have a good one yeah